Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the podcast where two brothers discuss their thoughts on a film of their choosing. I'm Dominic. I'm Jonathan. And today we are talking about Christopher Nolan's psychological thriller, Memento. I was actually pretty excited to talk about this film because we haven't seen it in a while, and I was curious to see what it would feel like returning to it. I was the opposite, basically. Uh, (laughs) Last time I watched this film, it was not a pleasant experience at all. So I was like going into this, I'm like, oh man, could this really be better? And off the bat, I do want to say it got a little bit better for for my uh, initial viewing. But I don't know. I, I think I still have some issues with it maybe they're not like i think they might be a little bit biased just from the first viewing Hmm. but i do still have issues with it it's not like completely you know change my mind like kind of like how we watch blade runner and that first viewing i kind of like ignored it then the second viewing i'm like oh no this is you know a really good film but in, in this one like i i got a better understanding with this uh new viewing but I think overall I still have some sort of, you know, uh, I don't want to say hate towards it, but like some bias and like, uh, I don't know if I would have done it this, you know, go in this direction. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get some more details on the film. Yeah. So Memento was directed by Christopher Nolan with a release date of March 16th, 2001. Had a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes in the genre as a psychological thriller. It stars Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, and Joe Pantoliano. We have right here a in front of us, if you're watching the video version, a copy of our Blu-ray uh, of Memento because we got it in what a Christopher Nolan pack back in like I don't know, 2016, I think. Yes. I don't know. Some old back. Um, Director's collection of Christopher Nolan. So basically, I'm going to read the summary right here on it. A landmark film from acclaimed director Christopher Nolan, Memento is a mind-bending thriller whose mesmerizing power grows with every viewing. Guy Pearce stars as Leonard, a man with a bizarre disorder, the the inability to form new memories. Ever since that fateful night when his wife was murdered, anyone Leonard has met or anything he has done simply vanishes from his mind. Who are his friends? Who are his enemies? What is the truth? The answers change from second to second as Leonard seeks vengeance for his wife's murder and sinks into an abyss of uncertainty and danger. So, earlier we said that it's been several years since we've seen the film. And, uh, yeah, it's been about, oh, yeah, it's been about like four years, I think. I'm I'm going to guess. And um, I feel like it's longer than then. It, it could have been. But it's so it's been a while for those who are listening. It's been a while for us. And I remember uh, watching it back in my film study class in high school. Shout out to those people if you're watching. But I remember watching it and I remember liking it for the most part. I don't remember... If I actually understood it, and I'm going to go on a limb and say I probably didn't understand the movie in its entirety. Right. 
Uh, I definitely didn't. I think I understood it to some degree the first time, but I think I watching it back the second time, I understand it even more. I think that I think that like what drives my like bias towards it is is the first time when I watched it. Um, I very much disliked the whole. I kind of want to call it like a uh, like a gimmick of some sort where they tell the story backwards basically right and i feel as if like maybe i just seen a lot of uh maybe like 2000s 90s era bad versions yeah that done that that. done this sort of thing so i'm like oh this can't be good because you know you you, you've seen those classic ones where they start in some scenario pause it let me tell you what happened you know 24 hours ago right and then the rewind yeah yeah so when i first watched this i'm like I don't know. I couldn't piece the stuff together correctly. I'm like, wait, what's happening? I got confused. Uh, this Again, this is the first time viewing it. Right. And I'm like, you know, I just I left like a bad taste in my mouth sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It, it was, I guess, just that whole uh, uh, way of telling the story for me gave me this like, uh, I just don't want to. I guess give it the time that it deserves. Sure, and this is actually something I wanted to talk about because um, I wanted to talk about like the way that the story is told, and I think that for a first viewing, it's interesting. It's probably different if you haven't seen something like this before, and I think it works. I think for a second time, though, a second viewing, I think it was a little much. You know, I think I think it was a little much because you already know the story and you're waiting for the next thing. But I thought what was interesting is that at a certain point, and I have particular points that I wrote down that I felt like I was starting to get back into it because I think after watching it already a first time, knowing what was going to come next, felt like it took forever to catch up to that point. And I wasn't as open or as lenient of suspending my disbelief for the way the film was presented. And that is, it was going backwards. During the second time? The second time, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Mine's like a complete reverse. Uh, this time I gave it the patience and I'm like, okay, it flows better. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, when, when I, uh, you know, had an open mind this time around. Oh. But I do agree though, like um, at a certain point in the in the film, mm. Uh, it's like you felt that okay, we're I just get get it over with in some sense, right? Give us something else, yes. And what's funny is that I think the film actually knew when that point was mm-hmm. and like broke the, the was it the fourth or third wall, you know, to tell the audience that oh, this is the moment in time where you probably are getting dis, uh, disinterested and we're going to tell you a little bit more now, we're going to speed it up. What was that point when at the point when? He started looking uh, at uh, like old pieces that of like uh, was it the book clock uh, hairbrush of his wife, mm-hmm. and he just you know put it all over his room. It was at that point when they kind of like um, uh, gave us a little bit more information on what uh, or what these pieces meant to him and what meant to her, and they had this little conversation where she was reading the book. And he was like, oh, 
why you keep reading this book? You've read it like, you know, a thousand times or whatnot. And then uh, she's like, oh, it's interesting, you know. It's interesting for me. But then he's like, uh, "Is I thought um, reading the book, not knowing what's happening next, that's what gives it the, the whole thrill. And, you know, she was uh, basically came up with some other comments or whatnot. But it's at that point where I'm like, that it's actually a reference to the story that we're watching. And they knew that it was getting boring at this point. So hmm. they're going to give more information uh, a little bit more faster. Oh, okay. I didn't even see. Interesting. I didn't even recognize that that scene was, could have been, or probably was a direct comment to the film itself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't even think about it. It kind of just went over my head uh, when I was watching that scene. I kind of took it more in context of just the two of them having a conversation and what seemed like maybe one of their last conversations um, um, together, you know, um, interesting. I didn't even think about it that way, but again, I do feel like that. I, I, I don't, I don't think overall, I felt like the movie was bad the second time around. I just think that I felt a little bit more, I felt a little bit more tired by the fact that, um, that we were going to go through it this way again. And, that being that the story was being presented backwards. Uh, did I like that? Yes, I did. I just kind of felt like that there was a point where, and that was, it was really mainly in the beginning that I kind of felt like I just wasn't, I wasn't suspending my disbelief for it. And I don't know if it is quite because of the fact that we were going backwards and that the story was being presented that way. I think it was more because of I started noticing poorly written dialogue and I felt like the the story suffered from stereotypes that being the dead wife the husband going to get his revenge yeah that's and, that's true and as well as um that he hated nicknames from his wife I, I felt like it, these were things that I've seen in other films before, probably from the early 2000s or somewhere around there. Uh-huh. And I just felt like noticing those things is what made me feel like I was, um, I couldn't suspend my disbelief as much as before. And I would just, I don't know, it was just sticking out like a sore thumb and I just didn't like it. I don't know if you recognize those moments. I did. Uh, it was more like, I think it has to be the scenario where, it might be because of how films today are presented. I want to say it's like the the whole uh, John Wick scenario, you know, a bunch of movies copied that formula. Oh yeah, at least nowadays, right? So where like you know this person wants to get revenge or whatnot, and you know they're supposed to like, uh, you know, they're supposed to you know take down everybody or whatnot. So this, in some ways, because of the the shift in how movies are told, this one kind of like gets hurt a little bit because it has those type of elements that are used in those other type of action films that are kind of like, okay, I'm not going to take this seriously anymore because, you know, today it's in, it's in another element where it's not really taken seriously. Right. And that's exactly what I mean, because specifically the moment when, um, Leonard is going to talk to the guy at the front desk at the hotel that he's staying at or the motel he's staying at, uh, he, the way he like even talks about because this is the first time when he describes his condition, I believe, and the way he describes it to him, it just feels like dialogue. It just feels like it's from a script. 
And obviously it is, okay? Right. Like, we obviously know that it is. But I guess just the way he first introduced, or that the way the audience was first introduced to um, to Leonard um, explicitly telling the audience, like, what his condition's all about, it just kind of felt a little strange. It felt a little strange for me, personally. And um, it just felt like it was coming from a script, and I was just like, I kind of didn't want to feel that i guess really the first time we did feel um or we were exposed to leonard's condition is the very beginning it's the opening title sequence uh you know because we do go backwards and it's really more maybe a statement on how the film is being presented but it's also a statement on this is kind of leonard's position and you know he's got to take photos and whatnot right but really with the whole um Poorly written dialogue. I felt like Guy Pierce's performance as Leonard saved saved it for me personally. I felt like as we were going through the film, it was his performance that saved the writing and saved the movie, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, of course, like all the other people, I know, like uh, yeah, uh, Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Panalayano. I think that they, the yeah, those people did really great too. Everyone did great. But I just felt felt like Guy Pierce, since he had a ton of lines, he had a lot of voiceovers. I say he's the main focus. Yeah, of course he's the main focus. I just felt like he saved the poor writing. He did the best he could, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think uh, I think that's the case. It's hard for me because this is the uh, at least this is the film I know Guy Pierce for. Okay. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that bias of the first viewing. I just, you know, didn't like this film, so I'm like, I'm just not on board for his his uh, performance or him. I think I him in general. But again, it's, I don't think it's a fair statement. You know, it's completely not fair. Yeah, because of my first uh, uh, viewing. Yeah. Uh, so I have that like biases. Like, uh, I mean, sure or whatnot. But I think I, I I'll I agree. I totally agree. As uh, again, after the second viewing and doing this podcast, I agree that. Uh, his performance uh, uh, saved some some scenarios where like they weren't very uh, well executed. Yeah, I, I that's how I felt about it, and I was definitely noticing those moments. But I think that uh, I think that guy Pierce did a good job at covering it up the best he could. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like for whatever reason, being uh, in the beginning of this film, I just wasn't as i wasn't as into it it wasn't until i think the moments when probably when we were introduced to dodd i think when when leonard was like running uh, away from him in the moment when he thought that he was actually supposed to be chasing it but no he was being chased after all right um i think it was around there it was either that or maybe when the black and white scene started picking up yeah i think uh, um i don't know if i got really bored per se or like you know disinterested yet at, at the beginning like i just you know i i think i gave it a little bit more of a chance mm-hmm. and you know as it time went on until you know when we got to or we got more elements of like what was actually happening um it was like okay i was i was interested and then eventually like it slowed down you know like why are these scenes here uh, at certain moments, like um, when he first burned 
all those elements of uh, his wife's. Oh all, yeah, you know all those uh, like objects. her stuff. Yeah. yeah. When he first did that, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand. It's like, okay, what's happening here? Maybe some uh, dialogue with um, Teddy or whatnot. You know, I was like, why is why are we getting here? But each scenario eventually did okay tell us a little bit more. You know, and hopefully that was enough to get you to the next spot. And I, th- I think it, I think it did. You know, it's just you know, do you really like the scenario you were led to? You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I feel like if you didn't, the fact that you had to go backwards and everything, and then you were just coming back to the point where you just were, it's kind of like, I think um, the film could be tough for people who aren't into that kind of storytelling and don't like the way it's being presented. I think out of anything, that's probably the one thing that people would be a little bit um upset about or confused about and rightfully so but right i mean like you're saying I, um i think that yeah for whatever reason i just like i could have been or i was open to it but it was only after a certain part you know i do want to say though that it it, uh, it makes sense for why they did this way you know to like at least try to uh disorient Aid us basically like how he is with his memories you oh know? yeah so it was like it was basically to you know get us into how he would feel or whatnot and right it's very smart and a bold move i would say for uh, 2000s era oh yeah and uh yeah i want to give it that at the very least like uh, if i don't think this would have been done today honestly or at least like if it wasn't for if it didn't have like some backing of a uh you know, some credible director or whatnot. Right. Like the fact that they chose this direction at that time, again, was bold. And it's something that I don't see happening very often, I should say. Yeah, I can see if why. It wasn't If it wasn't backed heavily by a unknown director. Christopher Nolan could just do it again like he did with Tenet. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it went backwards, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Tenet. Uh, yeah, like, I actually was going to bring up the fact that, you know, how did you like how the story was told? Um, yeah, for me, it was like, I think it was, yeah, how did you feel about, like, the those, those black and white scenes? How did you feel? Because not only do we have the backwards, um, all the backwards scenes, but the only scenes within the entire film that was actually moving in chronological order were the black and white scenes. I think it, I think honestly, that's what helped it, you know, very much because without it, there was nothing to keep all these pieces, you know, go from going like, okay, it makes some sense. And this one, again, being chronological order, it was able to keep, it was, uh, all those, you know, pieces, you know, together. It was basically the glue that kept everything, right, uh, moving, uh, together strongly and, I think that was probably the best for me, you know, honestly, that because, uh, you know, you got more information on what he was doing and how everything um, came together. So I honestly do think that that's probably the, the best scenes just, you know, again, just for keeping everything in track. It was like the organizer, you know. I thought so, too. I was I think when those scenes came up, I was always very intrigued by. I don't know. I was just like really intrigued by those scenes. And I think it was really mainly because, uh, yeah, maybe it was because it was in chronological order and you can actually follow it and whatnot. Um, but I think 
what led me to really enjoying those moments is that we didn't know who was who he was talking to on the other end of the phone. Right. And I was always thinking that within those scenes that who is Leonard talking to? Who's on the other side of the phone? And especially when we got to the Sam and Jenkins story, uh, I always really liked hearing and listening about like that's like almost like the subplot really of a guy who when Leonard was, you know, before his condition, he was um he was told to to study because that was his job. Um he was like a psychiatrist of some kind had before before he had his condition. And um the fact that we got this whole subplot with Sam and Jenkins and then his family and then the condition that Sam and Jenkins had, which is very similar to the one that Leonard has now, it was an interesting subplot to discover and learn more about and um you know ultimately find out what the real the real uh plot is with it but um yeah i I thought it was just interesting like going back and forth and seeing what the old leonard was like and then uh how sammy jenkins is very much like him now yeah at that point it's like uh Maybe he learned something because obviously he thought it was important enough to write it on his hand. Yeah. So I think it um, gave the audience some hope that maybe Leonard could overcome something, you know, gain his memory back of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Because hopefully he learned something that from Sammy that he could be basically using. And he did, you know, essentially say that he did in some ways, but... Uh, when we know when we get end up, you know, it was it was actually like uh, an illusion, I guess, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was. Um, I guess it was just kind of like weird seeing that because it was similar to his situation, and it felt almost convenient, you know, the fact that like he was talking about right, right. how Sammy Jenks' story was a much like his, but like, I thought I was I was more confused by. Um, the fact that like he was claiming that he could still remember everything up until a certain point, but now he can't make new memories. And I always found that that was a little strange because like just the way he talked about how, cause like if he can't have his, like, you know, his short term memory, how can he have his long term? You know, like how he said that he could claim oh. to remember his wife, who he used uh, to be. I'm, I'm not gonna go into like I, I don't know. I don't know the the science behind that. Nor nor, nor do I. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, may, maybe there's like some validity to that. Maybe it's it is possible to keep your long term memory and not your short term. Um, I guess I I think in that moment I was it was a little hard for me to. Um, I guess suspend the disbelief that that could actually happen and maybe it does maybe those situations do happen and i was thinking about that and that actually did make me interested more into the film because i was like just imagine if you had this condition and if you couldn't make memories within like a span of 15 minutes you know and then you just forget and that was another interesting factor that you know maybe people haven't considered before what i thought was uh, when you say like I guess convenient or like uh, odd mm. was the fact that yeah like he, uh, somebody he had worked with somebody with someone or with a condition that he has now I thought that was a little odd at first because right. like, 
that's just what's what's the what's the odds of that happening exactly what are the chances yeah it's like uh so if anything i want to I'll, I'll say i'll you know concede that fact but I, again going you know i don't know the validity of any of the uh you know this this what happens with the brain and you know what could or could not happen to it you know to cause this sort of scenario right but i mean even like the characters in the film uh sammy jenkins's wife even she had a hard time believing that the condition was a mental one i think it's more on the again they go into it in the film as well i right. think i think it was more of that because what i thought was uh I thought um, he was there basically as like a company thing to like, okay, ensure that because he was supposed to get like, Leonard, a, right? Yeah, Leonard was supposed to get uh, and Leonard was checking out Sammy because Sammy was going to get like insurance money from the company. So he was there. Leonard was there to make sure that this whole uh, ordeal was actually real so that the company would and, you know, eventually in some ways, uh, he even says this too, you know, he kind of screws them over because uh, he eventually says that, oh, it's it's possible, quote unquote, but, you know, they didn't have enough information to say. Right. And, he, well, uh, he was basically claiming that the condition was a mental one and not a physical one. And with that whole insurance thing, because that it didn't cover it didn't cover yeah, because that. it had to be a, a physical condition and not a right, mental one. Right. So and same and uh, Sam and Jenkins, wife's mind, she felt like. Well, if it was if it wasn't a physical one, and she took it as if it wasn't a physical one, then he was faking it. Her husband was faking it. That it was possible because that's what right. the company was basically basically saying, basically to to some extent, to an extent, and, right? And uh, that's what Leonard was trying to get at, right? That, right. You know, and then you know, uh, obviously, she just needed some answer, as you know, they explain or whatnot, right? And obviously, I think he chose. Well, technically, this whole ordeal, again, going with, like, the end, because it's all, like, an illusion or whatnot, because, you know, did he actually make those decisions or whatnot? And it gets all confusing once, you know, you, we, we see the whole uh, wrap-up of this. You yeah, know? the film, yeah. So it kind of gets confusing to talk about, okay, so, you know, did he actually make this decision to, to help her? Because, wait, 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 no. How would he... I don't know. I don't. Uh, we can we can talk about that when we get there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just interesting thing to think about. Uh, so you probably noticed this when uh, you were watching, but did you pick up on the like the color matching of everything? I really liked how um, Leonard's like that, like tan and that tan suit jacket with the blue shirt. Matched really well with like the hotel that he was staying at, or the motel he was staying at. My bad. Huh. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick that up uh, at all. The, I feel the colors matching. There were so many like scenes, like specifically like the uh, the motel. It was a, a lot in the blues, and even when he went to the bar at one point when he met Natalie for the first time, like the seats and even like the light fixtures, like the glass was a blue that matched perfectly with his shirt. Right. Even that. Um, that uh coaster that he had in the car, it was like a blue and a tan that matched perfectly with his suit. Huh? No, I I, I did not think about the colors at all when we were watching it at all. I don't think it even crossed my mind. Yeah, really. I feel like I picked up on that a lot more this time around, and I was like, 
things really match really well, like in terms of color matching and everything. Um, Even the bathroom that he uh, like had a fight with Dodd was blue, oh yeah. like a bluish tint. It was. Even like that tattoo place when he left, it had when he was like That's escaping true, yeah. from that window, it was like a blue window or something like that. It was a blue truck. It was. When they went out to that like abandoned place. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of like color matching yeah, throughout the time. film and uh obviously, you know, the work of scenic design and uh costume like coming together and it matched really well. It was really pleasing. And I will say that like watching this film, especially like this uh, you know, this this Blu-ray copy, uh it was really pleasing to look at a lot of the time. Even like Teddy's character was wearing a blue jacket that complemented Leonard's blue shirt the entire film and the ironic part is is that it's not even lettered shirt <laughs> yeah right it's like uh that's kind of funny too because they didn't reveal that to like really a little bit later on that right. oh, it's not even his clothes and right i guess like i can't see that character without those clothes right those are his clothes because for the majority of the film that's basically what he wears you know yeah i i thought the same thing um yeah because as like you said like as we near towards the end and whatnot it is uh we do find out that, yeah, it is in his clothes, but you couldn't imagine the character without them. And you actually kind of get like that sense of they are in his clothes when we're seen in the black and white scenes as we progress further in the film um, because he's wearing like this other plaid kind of shirt with the, you know, I don't know what, what those are called, kind of like a I was, like I'll, an open vest. I was going to say, you know, just because of Back to the Future, I was going to say a life preserver. Oh, yeah. If you get that reference. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of those, just kind of like a cutoff vest jacket sort of thing. Right. Sleeveless jacket, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, vest. And yeah, it was kind of weird, like seeing him in those clothes because you're like, wait, where is his, like, you know, his regular getup with the, the tan suit jacket and suit all together in the blue dress shirt but i kind of want to talk about like just the whole the whole uh basically the the overall questions of this movie you know like uh what really happened and what are your thoughts on it so if we consider we got to consider the entire film though right uh, i'm going to consider the end because we need to have the end uh, as well, correct? In order to really bring up these questions. Right. So, in, like, in, in the towards the end of the movie, we find out that Leonard has remembered things incorrectly. The whole, the whole thing really is that he did eventually find his wife's killer. He did end up killing his wife's killer. And he was happy. But the problem was that he didn't remember it. So basically he's going through he's going through loops and loops of um you know of uh of basically finding the killer again and again and the cop who was assigned to the original case is and was Teddy and Teddy's basically helping him do it over and over again and Leonard, um, he has a hard time believing it. And basically the whole Sam and Jenka story was actually his story. His own right. wife was diabetic and 
and he had the the memory problem. His wife actually survived the assault that happened, and all those memories that Sammy Jenkins, like the Sammy Jenkins story, it was all Leonard, and it was his own wife, and he didn't even remember any of that. So like, you really, there was no like wife's killer or whatever, you know. But I, I'm just I'm just saying that for the sake of like right. making it easy. But like there was no wife's killer because the wife survived. It was his own story with Sammy instead of Sammy Jenkins. There was no Sammy Jenkins, or there was, but he was a con man, like Leonard had like had fig- uh, figured him out to be. So I was gonna say it makes you question like how did the vengeance story even really start? If, yeah, like you know he didn't remember that. Oh, that was that wasn't the end, you know, and that was like how did. Why did that piece come together? You know, maybe just because he somehow like. Uh, well, well, I would say that like Teddy was a big part of it. You know, I would say that Teddy was the one who really. Well, well, no, 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 no. like, because, uh, because if he this whole this whole vision story, if he didn't remember how it went down or whatnot, and how did he first start? You know, doing all going down this this. Uh, this route, you know, that, oh, it ended here, but he didn't remember it happening there. Or, oh, uh, you know, this whole Sammy uh, Jenkins, Jenkins. Thing, Jenkins thing, you know, happening. Like, oh, how did he eventually put that together? It just show it just, like, it really, like, comes down to, like, he's come a long way since that and... Basically, his whole thing has, again, his, it's revolved his whole life, quote unquote, because it's only really, you know, like 15, you know, minutes or like, you know, right. So, how we were saying, uh, it's basically all been like nothing we were giving in this whole time really was true or factual or whatnot. It was no. all just, you know, because. Of some other scenario happening, when you explain, you know, Teddy helping him out because you know he wanted to help him out, right? But then eventually, you know, uh, he help, you know, he just does it for, I guess, like in some ways, a fun thing, or you know, just to spend time, which is kind of, you know, messed up in that that realm. But. Well, not exactly. That's not how I interpreted it, and I don't think that that's what Teddy was saying either. Like, yeah, kind of, sort of. But I, I think what I got more out of it was is that Teddy, like he said, he was making some extra money on the side and essentially kind of using Lettered Story to bring it and he, he intertwined them. It, it spiraled out of control. Two different things came into one and it wasn't it wasn't really supposed to. But you got to agree that he was in the wrong totally. Teddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I wouldn't say that he was doing it for fun. He was doing it so he could make some money, especially with this Jimmy Grant's guy that he en- that Leonard ended up taking for John G. Uh, it, it, either it, way, I think it was just it was just a bad Right, bad I agree. Okay. I totally agree with that, but it wasn't about, like, fun. It wasn't about fun. He sure, was using him. Sure, sure. But, again, it's it, 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 it ends up being, you know, uh, he was used by different people. People took right. advantage of his exactly. whole scenario, and uh, you know, basically, again, he he basically lived some other life. Yeah, with, you know, which that, is really which is really sad when it all comes down to it, because um, 
I think what sucks is the fact that like Leonard thinks that he hasn't found the wife's killer or that his wife actually died in the way that he, you know, thinks that everything happened. It's a classic unreliable narrator story, you know, where we can't really trust our main character. And uh, it just sucks that Leonard goes through all this and doesn't actually really remember the truth. And which is why I'm saying going back to the whole long-term, short-term memory thing that he claimed and he felt like he was sure that he could remember everything up until the point of his wife's wife's death. And technically he did. He did remember things. But he left, but like Teddy even mentioned that he was leaving out other things that he couldn't remember. The fact that his wife was diabetic and that Sam and Jenkins was a con man, but he didn't remember that. The fact- Well, no, 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 no. Well, yes, yes, yes and no. I just say like, uh, for the fact he didn't remember when his wife died technically because she died with the whole insulin uh, stuff because that was his storyline right that's how she died right in reality right but in his mind he she died you know uh in the earlier uh scenes or whatnot so does he really remember uh you know what really happened because Again, uh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Because he, his thing was cut short in that scenario, and then it even comes to, uh, you know, like how would he even know? That's how stuff would went down again, because you know that's what uh, even Teddy brings up. You know, because if he he was, uh, if he doesn't, you know, he remembers being hit into like the wall or whatnot, and then just 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 dropping. Right? How would he remember that if technically, you know, all this other stuff happened? I don't know, because it was pieced together differently. Yeah. He might be remembering it just because... Actually, it's not really him remembering it, I think. it, Or it could be, actually. Um, but it also could have been in that report, that file that he was carrying around the entire time, that it's actually there in writing, so he knows what... Not necessarily that moment when he gets hit or whatever, um, but maybe that could have been in the report that some other... Uh, I don't know. Some person came to the scene and realize that maybe that's how he was hit and whatnot right um basically he's got that report that file that's got a lot of the information that he technically doesn't remember but is kind of remembering through like after reading it so many times and he even mentions how the fact that like certain parts of the document is crossed out or it's blacked out and then this is just another sad thing of the fact that you know teddy's basically he's the one who's crossed out those pieces or maybe it was leonard i'm pretty sure it was teddy though in order to uh you know my thought was is that like at one point teddy gave him the file crossed every but crossed points out so then that way like he mentioned that he was basically trying to give leonard a life after the fact that he couldn't even remember the fact that uh he that they found the people that you know assaulted his wife right and yeah even with uh, was her name Natalie, yeah, that she she did bad things too. Again, oh, right. too. So so both uh, characters that were like quote unquote started as friends, you know, both ended up being you know, in some ways bad people. You know, you could basically debate whether you know they're worse than others, but you know, right at the end of the day, they both did bad things. Technically, they well, did. Well, even there, that, that's a scenario where. You know, you could claim, oh, did they really do a bad thing? You know, they gave him some sort of, you know, life or whatnot. It's it's debatable, but 
And that technically comes to, you know, like what you want to truly believe in, in this scenario. But right. I, I think that, you know, they did uh, bad things to him. And, you know, that's like one of the questions because, you know, in, in some ways he himself did bad things to himself because he wouldn't remember the stuff anyway. Yeah. So, like, where do you even stand on that, you know? Exactly. No, I, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, all these people did, like, bad things. And he even did bad things to himself, especially like towards the end when we see him, basically when he was talking about how is he willing to lie to himself to make himself happy, and he ends up doing it. And this was probably the one scene towards the end when he's writing that note, so then that way he knows that um, uh, Teddy is actually a John G, John Gimble, Gimmel or something like that. That's and, another scenario, or it's like, what's the chances of oh, oh, yeah. that, in my opinion? But I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. But um, that whole moment in that, that scene of him writing that he was going to write his ne- next fact on a note card um, for him to get a tattoo, and he ended up putting the license plate number of uh, Teddy's car. So then that way, eventually, he'd end up tracking Teddy and thinking that Teddy's the killer and then eventually kill him. And I never really understood that whole moment. At least I thought I did back then when I watched it years ago. The moment when he was saying that he was lying to himself to make himself happy. And the fact that he did, he essentially did. And I never really understood the weight of that. that Because he even had the Polaroid photos of him um, when they did find the guy. Originally, oh, the, first, the first John G, right? The first John G when they did find the guy, and then when he ended up killing the second John, the G. second John G, Jimmy Grant's, uh, Natalie's boyfriend, and he had both of those photos, but he chose to burn them while he could still remember in that fifteen minute span or whatever it is. Right. He chose to burn them, and then he chose to write down the license plate of Teddy because he's a John G, and I never really understood the weight of it that he knew what he was doing at that moment, but he knew he was going to forget it later, but it was giving him purpose to his life as Teddy was trying to tell him. And it was kind of like that moment of like, like you're saying, could we even trust him all along and what is true and what isn't? Uh, And, you know, he's ultimately doing these bad things to himself as well, which is like a kind of a sad thing to do because that's really all he can do anymore because without that like story, you know, what does he have? It Because he can't even create new memories and, like, he, what does he have anymore? Because that's what he was fighting for this entire time. Well, that's why I say, like, it comes into question on, like, where did his whole memory vengeance story start? Because that's how we see him now in the movie, right? Right. So, like, he could have done something else prior to that to get him into that scenario. So I think in some some ways... There was some out possible outs where he could have, you know, said, oh, it's over. But for some reason, you know, he chose no, not to do that for, again, it it, it depends on how you want to view the scenario. And that's like the ultimate question or whatnot. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, your decisions and how you, you want to live your life. And uh, do you choose to make good, bad decisions and, you know. Do they affect you if, you know, people, you know, remember or not, I guess? I don't know. Right. I would probably say that the um, 
you know, that whole timeline of the events between when he finally did find the first John G to where we see him in the movie, that like timeline is a little, it is ambiguous. So, and I think it's probably a good thing that we say that it is. I know that Teddy in the film says something along the lines of like, it's been about a year. It's been like over a year since your wife's death. My thought was, is that when he did find the first John G and when he did capture the photo and everything, my thought was, is that, um, like when he did come to again after like the, you know, when it like his mind was refreshed again and he couldn't remember things anymore. My thought was, is that like, he probably looked at the photo and maybe never wrote anything down. Cause there wasn't anything on the other side. If you took note of that, there wasn't any like note cause he well, usually writes notes. Well, uh, What's his name? Teddy. Teddy took the photo, though. Right. But, I mean, the only person who could have told him what that photo meant was Teddy. No one else. Right. So, my thought my thought was is that Teddy probably was trying to tell him, and like he said, he did try telling him that they did find John G, and they did kill him, and he tried letting him know that he, uh, that he did find him and everything, and he did all do all that stuff, but he didn't remember it. And that was like the sad part. And I I thought for, for me was that like right at that moment, Teddy probably saw that Leonard was refusing to accept the fact that they did find the guy because there wasn't really proof besides that one photo that they, he took of Leonard. So maybe Teddy thought at that moment that like, I'm just going to roll with this and make it appear as if, uh, this never happened, you know? And then no. they, and then the vengeance storyline happened unless, because my thought was that the wife's already dead at this point, that she was, she overdosed on the insulin. Yeah. And that she's not no longer around. Right. So in order to give Leonard some kind of purpose, Teddy did it around like that point, maybe like, I don't know, a week or so. Well, and he started the vengeance storyline and it's been happening for about a year now. No, no, no. I think it, it was Teddy's fault that it continued because Teddy, right. because Teddy was like, um, he thought he would remember it and Teddy, and obviously Leonard didn't. Right. And Teddy chose to not tell him what actually happened. He, he chose oh, not to actually, okay. uh, he chose not to, uh, you know, remind him of what happened, uh, on purpose because otherwise, because, if you say that, oh, it's only just a photo, you know, how would he remember it? Oh, right. But all of his other previous things were photos or sure. writings or whatnot. So yeah. he would have believed it. But Teddy purposely chose not to show him that photo again until like later and be all confused because he was on some other different path. So Teddy already chose another wrong decision past that because, again, it, it was... Uh, like he was taking advantage of him for some other scenario later on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 another bad, bad uh, uh, scenario that happens to Leonard. Okay, I I see what you're saying now. I guess that that is um that's reoccurring, isn't it? Like the the people in the film or the different characters within the film just taking advantage of Leonard. We obviously have Teddy. We have Natalie. We even had the guy at the front desk who oh, yeah, rented him out another room. Yeah. So like all these people were really at some point in time taking advantage of Leonard's condition, which sucks. Yeah. yeah. 
um I guess even like the wife in some way, if the whole like her trying to overdose herself, if we consider that, but I don't know if we uh, really do. No, I don't really, I don't really think so. I think it's, it, that's you know, fair. Yeah. She wanted to believe something, but even then, like, uh, oh, I guess it's, it's tough. It's like, how would he, cause obviously that story is his, right? So you, you, you come to like realize how did he move it all the way to Sammy and stuff like that? But that's another scenario, like, okay, so he does remember what happened after the fact, but for some reason it moved to something else or whatnot. I don't know why or what. Remember how it, it Leonard could, said that there was pages missing in the report? Maybe those were the ones that actually had the fact that it was Leonard and not Sammy. And Leonard only had pages of right, but, Sammy's but, case. Sam or Leonard would have to somehow put Sammy's or his his own story onto Sammy somehow because obviously the Sammy case happened uh, earlier and he didn't or he was faking in, in that scenario right and somehow he moved his own scenario to Sammy and that's what I want to figure out because oh, okay. obviously he would have to move it at some point even if the 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 information was. Missing because it obviously wasn't. It was he just transferred it to somebody else, and uh, um, what I want to know is like, um, well, it's not more more of like what I wanted to know. It's more like, uh, uh, it's kind of it's neat how they, it's kind of it's basically like how we view memories, right? Because we can change those instances with just remembering them again. And like, oh, yeah, it was the, you know, and uh, we, we insert some thing that wasn't there, you know, like if you remember, like if you try to remember, you know, oh, what was uh, last uh, New Year's like or whatnot, and you try to think of something and you might insert this or insert that, and maybe someone says, oh, yeah, that was, that did That's happen. how it happened. Yeah, and then it just jumbles and jumbles and jumbles. Right, and it gets okay. all mixed up. Right, and that's kind of like what happens in his case, right? It's, right. it's basically like it's a memory and the more he tried to remember it or something or whatnot, the more you it, forget. It, it was it would just piece together, you know, to something else. So it's obviously this this whole scenario is like it was how memories were being formed and how it can be changed throughout time and by the people you meet and people who remember uh, together with you or whatnot, and how like quote unquote fragile it is, you know, just to remember it and oh. Like he, he even said, uh, uh, Leonard, uh, it's what's well, facts is like, you know, your photos or stuff you wrote to yourself or stuff you can actually count on to being truly there because your your mind can play tricks on you. Exactly. But what happens when someone comes in and says those written facts are wrong or they're incorrect and right, then you start right, second guessing right, yourself. Right. So it's like even if you write it down, it's not doing a whole lot unless if you are sure that you are the one who wrote it down. But even then, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. And, um, yeah, memories is a complicated thing. And ironically, he even mentioned how, like in that same quote, when he was saying that like memories can fail you and like, it'll add like a car or like some kind of other person who wasn't even there. And, um, yeah, see, he even recognized it, but still like, and it was happening right. to him. Right. And even thought that even though he thought that he was writing down all of the facts. Right. Um 
yeah, overall, I feel like I finally, or maybe maybe even now I still didn't because you brought in some different points that I didn't even consider. Right. So I was thinking to myself, or I was about to say that I finally understood this film <laughs> this time around, but I guess not. And I bet even if I were to like do some more research on how, to what uh, Christopher Nolan's thoughts were and intentions were for the film, I'm going to discover yet another thing. Right. Um. So it's like, I can't really say that I finally understood it. Did I understand it better this time around than I did like, you know, four years ago or whatever it was? Of course. I definitely felt like it gathered some more thoughts um, and just understood the story for what it was. And overall for me, I still enjoyed it. Um, I was still open to it, but I felt like this time it was a little harder for me to get into it and suspend my disbelief. But in the end... I still enjoy this movie and I would recommend it to people. It's definitely great for a first time viewing and you might feel a little differently for a second time, but if you've never seen this movie before and never seen anything like it, I would definitely recommend it. I would say that I appreciate it in the second viewing more than the first. My stance on it is you have to start with an open mind with it yes. otherwise you might be like because of its kind of like harsh reality you might be like oh you know it's you don't really like where it goes so and and that's where i think uh especially with uh, it can be confusing trying to piece together a story you know nothing about in uh you know going backwards and how they piece it together right right so uh with that and i mean you know the harsh reality you got to be open-minded, uh, a little bit like uh, slow and patient with it. Of course. So, uh, uh, yeah, you have to have those two qualities when you're going you're gonna to watch it, and then you can actually like be able to uh, really delve into like what it means and uh, how you, as a person, just, uh, you know, view what it's supposed to be telling you. And in that realm, I think it, it does have some good... Uh, you know, questions, you know, that people don't usually bring up or even discuss. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think I would recommend, uh, the movie at the very least. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because it's like, you know, after seeing it again, maybe you do need that second viewing, you know, after right. you do watch it the first time, because depending on, you know, the kind of person you are, you might not like it your first time around, but, maybe you do actually need that second viewing in order to get what you were saying and understanding what it really is trying to tell you because people will probably not be happy with the payoff the first time, you know? Either that or they're just too confused to understand what it is. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's that. So there we have it. Christopher Nolan's psychological thriller, Memento. We hope you enjoyed listening and watching this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to The End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.